everyone, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking, and I am your host, Philip Anthony. I'm so thankful that you're able to join us today, and I hope all of you are doing fantabulous. And for today's show, it's going to be a little bit different, and I'll explain why. See, I, um, I came down with a bug. I don't want to get too involved in that, but I'm a little contagious right now. So um, I was supposed to record two shows, and I had to cancel both because I didn't want to get my guest, uh, guests, plural, uh, ill. So I canceled them, and so I had so, I have so much to say that I decided, you know what, I'll do a rant. Because I, you know, I'm not good at ranting, but I'm going to try to be. Because um, there are occasions like this where I won't be able to uh, get a guest to come because of whatever reason. They cancel or, you know, things happen in life. And I'll have to do it myself. So um, that's why today I'm going to do a rant show. And there's so many different issues I want to bring up Um that I'm sure uh, all of you out there are concerned about as well. The first thing I want to bring up today on the show is uh, the news story uh, that was just revealed about the new Florida curriculum, school curriculum. Um, This literally made my blood boil. I mean, it is so abhorrent to me. That, well, first of all, let me explain what it is, and then you'll understand what I'm saying, if you haven't heard already. Um, So according to the newly approved education guidelines in Florida, middle school teachers must now teach students about the various duties and trades performed by slaves. So example, agricultural work, painting, carpentry, tailoring, domestic service, blacksmithing, and transportation. In other words... Uh, you must teach them uh, that there were some benefits to slavery. I know that sounds, you're you're all, I hear your inward audible sounds of air. (laughs) You know, that was me too. Um, And that, uh, uh, so you can't just teach that this is what slavery did to people. Uh, it, it took human beings away from their children, their families, took, um, forced them to do labor without any compensation, uh, tortured them, maimed them, sometimes even killed them. I mean, I could just go on. I mean, you, 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 most of you out there know Uh, what slavery really was about and what we really should teach children about slavery. But um, in Florida, uh, they have to teach slavery with the codicil that it had benefits and that slaves learned skills that they later could uh, use or utilize, is a better word, uh, in their lives to make money as freed slaves. Um, 
And off the record, <laughs> as a human being, that is so hurtful. You know, you don't have to be an African-American person to hear the, the built-in racism in just that, that... Why did you have to put that in there? That's, that's basically what I want to... I mean, I think from what I'm hearing from the other side, and, and this is their argument, that white children feel responsible and they don't want to feel responsible for something that happened a long time ago. So even though this was going on, uh, these slaves, um, chattel slaves, were had benefits to their being slaves. I mean, I mean, it's so barbaric to even talk about this. I'm, I'm bringing up my lunch. It's, it's disgusting. It really is disgusting. And um, Vice President Harris um, made a speech about. She went down to Florida and made a speech that was so powerful. I would suggest you all. Uh, you know, Google it online and listen to it because I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, it is so dehumanizing the way that it's worded. I don't know why you even had to put that in there because it's 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 like saying, well, you know, um, the Holocaust had its benefits. You know, we, you know, you can't. There's no benefit to any of this stuff. Slavery, the Holocaust. Uh, uh, Jim Crow, any of these, uh, the, the, the treatment of the native people in this country, there are no benefits, zero, nothing. I don't want to hear another thing about benefits because there's no benefit. There's no benefit. And to try to introduce a benefit is abhorrent. And um, I really, really hope that the Floridian people and the American people as a whole will reject this nonsense and vote. Vote these people out. Vote them out. And, um, yeah, this was something that was, you know, it was boiling my blood. I I just had to get it out there. And um, I don't know, Florida's becoming like, um, you know, this... uh, rogue state of, you know, white supremacy, homophobia, xenophobia, um, uh, trans... I mean, you you name a prejudice, that's what's going on down there. I mean, you literally cannot believe the things they are trying to pass down in Florida. And um, DeSantis is... Um, he actually instituted... Um, he 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 changed a a very progressive school a school of the arts took out all the leaders of that school and put in his own and made it a very anti woke as he calls it school um and again my definition of woke is embracing diversity and that's what it is that's what they don't want you to do because diversity, um, to them anyway, indicates 
that we do have differences in this country and that we don't need to recognize those differences. We just have to have a melting pot and uh, screw the you know people's struggles and how people are not being treated equally. And Florida is a perfect example of how um, all Americans are not being treated equally. I mean, I, if you listen to my um, Pride episode, which was the episode right before this one, um, that was the last show I was able to record. Uh, I was at the um, Twin Cities Pride this year, and um, I've had I had people come up to the AM nine fifty tent and talk about the reason they came to Minnesota, and it was be- to escape transphobia and homophobia. This was the this was the concern. People with real concerns and pain on their faces when they came up to me. I wasn't able to record every single person, but um, a lot of them voiced that to me. And um, a lot of people were shy and they didn't want to, you know, have their voices out in the, you know, on the on on the podcast. But they were very, very concerned about that. And that's why they moved to Minnesota. Minnesota was like a sanctuary state, a state where they can be who they are and express themselves freely. And women are coming here. OBGYNs are coming here because they can't practice their, uh, their, their, um, medical talents in a state where their hands are tied. So they have to move to a state like Minnesota where if a woman is along in her pregnancy and she's losing the baby um, you know, down the road and the doctor needs to do something about it, he won't be worried that he'll be sent to jail for aborting the pregnancy or ceasing the pregnancy. He will be safe. And we have to keep our doctors safe and we and our nurses and all of our medical professionals safe. So, um, yeah. And the don't say gay bill down in Florida, um, I've talked about this numerous times on my show, um, is another thing that I mean, why? what do you need this for? No child is being indoctrinated. I always talk about this story about indoctrination because I, I find it amusing. Uh, you can't... Okay, I'll, I could repeat this a hundred times, and I know what the, my listeners know what I'm going to say, but you can't indoctrinate anybody, any child. And I can give you a personal example of that. I grew up in a very, very, very Catholic, um, heterosexual, white community. And I went to Catholic elementary school. I went to Catholic uh, uh, high school. And I almost went to a Catholic college. But luckily, I didn't do that. But I'll I'll explain why I didn't later. Um, And nobody around me um, was gay or talked to me that being gay was a good thing. Everything was negative about being gay. 
It was a sin. It was an abomination. You, you, you know the whole routine. And so I am this boy who knows I'm different. So when I was very young, of course, I didn't know what to call myself. You know, no kid does. But when they reach pubescence, they realize what they are. And I realized who I was because I knew. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, you hear the other boys around you, oh, look at her, she's hot, and the, look at her boobs, and look at this and that. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, why can't I, why, why am I not feeling this <laughs> that they're feeling, you know? And uh, so the idea, I guess what I'm trying to say in a nutshell is um, the fact that people say people are grooming children is a lie. It's a lie. And I'll say it one more time. It's a lie. There is no way I was groomed. I was born the way I am. It's inherent in me. I knew I was different when I was a little boy. I mean, I was playing with girls. I played hopscotch with girls. I played house with girls, school. You name all the, all the games girls play. The boys played. I mean, I did play with them too, but I was never good at what they did. I didn't fit in. I was always the last to be picked on a team. I was the one made fun of. There was no um, belonging. But with girls, I felt very safe. I felt more friendship and camaraderie with girls. And a little boy's not supposed to, that's not supposed to happen, is it? You know? So, but, but again, to repeat, I was not groomed. Nobody indoctrinated me. I guess what the message I'm trying to say is the don't say gay bill and all the other anti-LGBTQ um, bills that are um, being passed around the country are a ruse because Republicans are doing this because they have no platform to run on. There's nothing. The economy's even improving. The Dow Jones average hit its highest point under Joe Biden, under President Biden. Actually, the, I think it was the top two uh, or top three Dow Jones um, closings were, or um, peaks were during the Biden administration. So we had a pandemic, remember, uh, during the former president's uh, 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 term, we had a pandemic, and the and the economy was falling apart. The Dow was plummeting, and then guess what? Now we have the best economy in the world, but we don't talk about that, and the Republicans won't talk about that. They have to divert your attention. All right, they have nothing else to run on, and knocking. The LGBTQ community is a way to get 
You know, hate is a very strong thing, and it can motivate people to go vote. It can be something to get people out of the house to vote. You know, you know the KKK. Why did all those people get together, burn crosses, and lynch people in, back in the day? It was a common idea that this group of people was not equal to us. And Republicans are going back to that because they have nothing else to run on. And that's, that's the truth. Nothing. Why can't we all be Americans? I pay taxes as a gay person. I love this country. But I would love it more if our government had everyone's back and supported everyone and made everyone thrive because, look, my show is all about love. I mean, you know that. I want everybody to thrive, whether you're white, black, Asian, native, Latino, Pacific Islander, um, whatever your race, your religion, sexual orientation or identity, whatever you are, you are an American citizen and you should be respected. That's it. That should be the end. Now, if you want to run on a policy that you, you want to raise taxes or lower taxes or you want you, – you, 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 know, you don't think health care should be free uh, and that the government should help people who can't afford you – know, whatever you – know, there's issues. Okay, we could talk about those issues, and that's fine. But introducing hate to get people to vote for you is abhorrent to me. It must stop. And only you out there can stop it by telling other people, spreading it around that love travels. Love does travel. Speaking about other people in positive ways. You may not be a gay person. I don't expect everyone out there listening to me right now is gay. I mean, that's, that would be absurd. But you understand that, that gay people are people. Trans people are people. Black people are. I mean, we, you don't have to be in that, uh, uh, in that community to understand their humanity. That's my message, I guess, here. And the Republican Party is going back to their old you know, song and dance about these people are going to come get your jobs. These people are going to take your children. These people are going to, you know, the whole demonization thing. And it must stop now. And the only way we can stop it is voting their asses out. I'm sorry, period. There's no explanation. I don't want to hear slavery had benefits. I really don't. I'm sorry. I, I really don't want to hear the benefits of it. Because there are none. And if you say there are, it doesn't mean it's so. You're entitled to your own uh, uh, facts. I mean, opinions, not your own facts. So... Moving right along with that, the economy is improving, so they can't really talk too much more about the inflation's really at its lowest point in years. If you look at the rest of the world, our economy is doing the best. Um, prices are starting to come down. Obviously, the president has no control over what companies price things at. So if a, a, a car company or a, a service company that services whatever they do 
wants to raise their, their rates, they can do it. This is what capitalism is all about. The government can't come in and cap them. Although I wish, you know, that's why I do believe in guarded capitalism. I don't believe in communism, but I don't believe in total capitalism. I do believe in guarded capitalism, meaning that capitalism needs to have guardrails to prevent the rich and the powerful from skewering the working class people and the middle class people. Um, and so demonizing all these groups is going on in Florida and in the rest of the country, passing all these bills, you know, saying that, you know, trans people are this and gay people are that and blah, 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 blah. This is happening. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the Pope is telling a transgender person, the Pope, <laughs> God loves us as we are. That's a quote. Quote, God loves us as we are. Look it up if you don't believe me. That's, that was recently quoted by the Pope telling a transgender person that. Because the transgender person didn't want to go to hell and was worried about that because of all the things they're hearing, all these negative things. And so guess what? The Pope turned around and said, God loves us as we are. The way you are is how he loves you because God doesn't make mistakes. You know, you'll hear about Sodom and Gomorrah and all that crap. Uh, The whole thing about Lot was that he took in these two strangers. They They were... like the way we would talk about immigrants today, he took them in because they were hungry or whatever you know was going on. I'm I'm not a biblical scholar, but I I know the story in its broad terms. And the community wanted to quote no unquote them, which was a term in the Bible meaning to to have sexual relations or I guess sexually assault them or whatever the case may be. And God condemned Sodom. Not because the two guys were complicit in having homosexual relations with the community. They didn't go there for that reason. They went there to have shelter and food from Lot. And the condemning was the people who were trying to Uh, abuse them in a sexual manner. But now now when you hear the term sodomy, oh, God is condemning gay people. (laughs) There's no such, there's no mention of that there. None. So, um, the Pope telling a transgender person that God loves us as we are should be the message for all Americans that God does love us as we are. And don't use religion as a cudgel, you know. And the Supreme Court passing that um, ruling that um, this web designer woman who, she wasn't even sued by anybody. She just wanted to preempt being sued by saying, I will not make a website for a gay wedding. 
And then she tries to cover up. Oh, well, you know, I have gay clients and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, it seems to me you could have contracted that out if you didn't want to do it yourself. There was there were a lot of ways to not make a federal case out of it. You, you know, I remember when I was a kid, that was a big expression. Don't make a federal case out of it, you know. But these, like the baker and now this woman, um, they want to make a federal case out of it because they want to shove their religion in your face instead of looking at people like Jesus really did and like the Pope said, that God loves us as we are. Um, Now, as of the recording of this uh, particular um, show... The president signed a proclamation uh, designating national monuments to Emmett Till. Now, Emmett Till was a 14-year-old African-American boy who was accused of whistling at a white woman. And and that is also not true. But, of course, you know, uh, in those days, uh, you can really do anything and get away with it when it came to black people because they were not treated equally. See what happens when you don't have equality? See what happens? You dehumanize people. Well, anyway, he was beaten to death, maimed, and his mother wanted to show the whole world what these people, these horrible, disgusting people did to their son, to her son, I should say, that she kept the coffin open. Most parents probably wouldn't have done that, but God bless her. She had a bigger message to tell. And the president signed this proclamation today as of the uh, recording of this podcast. And the new national monument will be anchored at three historic sites in Chicago, Illinois, Sumner, Mississippi, and just outside of Glendora, Mississippi. These are three places that um, were personal to Emmett Till and, um, and his mom. And today, the president signed the proclamation designating these monuments in his name. What a beautiful day it was. Now, of course, you know, we've been talking for the last few minutes here about the horrible things that are going on in this country. But, you know, there's always a ray of light shining through the darkness, and President Biden did that today. As much as you can, you know, say that he's, you know, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, you know, I'm so tired of Hunter Biden hearing that name. I mean, Hunter Biden was a very sad individual who was addicted to drugs. And when you're under the influence of drugs, you do some awful things. And, um, and the Republicans are always talking about, oh, the fentanyl is killing our people. The fentanyl is coming across the border. It's killing our people. It's actually coming through the ports of entry, but they want to say that you know, little, little um, Latino women are bringing fentanyl. I mean, 
you can't make this stuff up. But anyway, somehow this drug-addicted son of the president is the reason President Biden should be impeached, because they're literally talking about that now. Um, I was going to talk about that later uh, in the show, that they want to impeach President Biden because of uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. Brock, Brock, Hunter Biden laptop. Brock, laptop from hell. Brock, Brock. They, you could tell that you know when they're lying to you because they repeat the same words over and over and over. So, as I mentioned before, the Republican Party has nothing to run on. So guess what? Speaker McCarthy says the GOP's Biden probes are rising to the level of impeachment inquiry. (laughs) So now, don't look over here. Look over here. Look over there. Don't look there at at the economy improving. People are spending lots of money. Airplanes are full. Um... Supermarkets are, are full. People are buying. If, if people were really super duper 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 struggling, like in the in, in the um, depression, people wouldn't be spending money. They'd be buying, you know, just trying to get by. That's not happening, people. Please don't buy into that. Look, I know the prices have gone up. Trust me, I know. I go to the store and I see it. But at least now you can take your mask off. There's no pandemic. People aren't dying in mass like under the previous president. We're, we're returning to some semblance of normalcy. And it doesn't take, it, it, it takes quite long to return to that semblance of normalcy. So when Speaker McCarthy says that the GOP probes are rising to the level of impeachment inquiry. What's that telling you? It's a diversion. Rile up their base. Why Why are we talking about black people during slavery having benefits from that? Get the people, get, you know, these things get people's to the polls. It's unfortunate. Hate is a very strong emotion. A very strong emotion. (sighs) Moving on, um, the former president, twice impeached, received a target letter. Now, for those of you who never took pre-law, A target letter is a notification from a federal prosecutor or a grand jury that you are the target of a federal criminal investigation, which means there is substantial evidence. I will repeat that part again. It means there is substantial evidence linking you to a crime, and the prosecutor believes they could indict you. Now, how could that be um, targeting him? First of all, he he was already indicted by Alvin Bragg in New York. He 
was already found guilty of sexual assault uh, in New York as well, in the E. Jean Carroll case. And um, about to be found, uh, found also um, uh, indicted for uh, the classified documents case down in Florida. And that trial is going to be, they set a date for that trial in May of next year. And now about, or about he's about to be indicted two more times beside all of these things. Um, for the insurrection on January 6th, picking fake electors, calling up and strong-arming secretaries of state, and other things that we don't even know about because there are so many women out there who still haven't come. They've come forward, but they haven't filed... um, lawsuits against Trump because they're scared to death. I think that's what it is because I read an article, um, I think it was in in Time magazine, about that, that 25 women have claimed he sexually assaulted them. So all those things wrapped up in a ball, if you just, even if one was false or two was false, there's so many of these things. You still want to nominate this man as your president. Okay. Thank you. Boy, we have really sunk to a a nadir in this country. We really have. The bottom of of the pit of iniquity, um, uh, it's gross. I mean, if a Republican, sorry, if a Democratic candidate had the same bona fides as Trump, all these crimes and all these indictments, my ass would not be voting for him, regardless of his party. I probably would vote Republican in that case. Ew, right? Uh, Don't hate me. But I wouldn't want a criminal to be my president. Doesn't that sound interesting? Doesn't that sound common sense? But, of course, we don't live in a common sense um, uh, land anymore. Um, yeah, he is probably going to get more donations to his campaign and more s- sympathy after the next um, indictment and then the one after that, which will probably come next month, the one in the um, uh, the Georgia case with um, Fonnie Willis. So stay tuned to that because that's going to be an interesting story um, to talk about on future shows. Uh, More um, Republican Party antics are going on in Texas. The Justice Department is suing Texas because the state has successfully made the Rio Grande, which is a river, as you know, a death trap. Imagine a government, in this case Texas, state government, purposely 
um, creating a death trap for people, human beings who are trying to escape from um, their own, trying to keep their family safe and live a better life in the States. Can you blame these people? though, really, seriously. And as a punishment, the state of Texas is creating these death traps. Now, let me explain what these traps are about. They've strung razor-sharp wire along the river. I'm not making this up, guys. Along the river. So it's not in one specific place. It's all along the river. And they're building a wall of buoys. Now, buoys are the, you know, floatables, flotation devices. They're um, round in this case. Which if one migrant were to climb on the buoy to try to get over the buoy, it would roll the person underwater and possibly cause them to drown. I'm going to repeat that. It's, they're stringing up a razor-sharp wire along the Rio Grande River and building a wall of buoys, which if a migrant were to climb on the buoy, it's like a ball, looks like a round, floatable ball, it would roll the person underwater, possibly causing them to drown. That's the government of Texas for you the same government that shipped migrants up north without without letting those states up north or those governments up there, um, local governments, know that they were even coming so they could prepare themselves to feed them or house them or whatever. They just sent them up there willy-nilly and, you know. These are like pawns. They're not people, you know. This is what the Republican Party is doing in 2023. Instead of just saying, you know what, we want to help you. We want to give you health care. We want to help you by uh, lowering prices of gas. We want to do blah, 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 but they're not doing that. Everything is a dehumanizing uh, dog and pony show. Yeah. It's... um, now you see why, even though I'm sick, I had to do this show. You see, people? So, as you know, I like to always inject a story with LGBTQ content on my shows. And I saw this one... Um, and it was kind of interesting because I, I never would have uh, thought of something like this. Um, it's a very interesting story. So I'll have to read it to you because it's, um, it's a little complex. So this is a story that's out of Detroit, <clears throat> Michigan. 
The Michigan Supreme Court broke new ground Monday, this past Monday, in a dispute over parental rights, saying a woman can seek custody of her partner's child who was born before their same-sex relationship ended. Okay, you following? So there's um, two women who are in a same-sex relationship, and um, they had a child when they were together. And when their relationship was still viable, was still together. Carrie Pueblo has no biological ties to a boy who was born to Rachel Haas in 2008, but had helped raise him. So they were together, and um, apparently uh, Rachel Haas is the biological mother of the child. But Carrie Pueblo was, in essence, the other parent. They were co-parenting in 2008, 2008. Is it 2008, 2008? I don't know. Everybody says it differently, but anyway... So uh, Pueblo, again, who is the non-biological parent, insists they would have been married at the time, at that time, I should say, if same-sex marriage had been legal in Michigan, a status that could have given her a formal role, a more official role, in the child's life, even if the marriage had ended. Are you following this now? So she's saying, uh, Pueblo is saying, Okay, so we were together. Marriage equality had not passed yet in uh, Michigan or in the country. And so um, I was a co-parent for the child. Same-sex marriage was declared legal in the United States in 2015. Now we're talking about 2008 or 2008. So, same-sex marriage was declared legal in the United States in 2015 after Pueblo and Haas had broken up. So they were they had uh, split um, at, um, after that, but um, marriage had still not been um, passed or declared legal. I guess you would say. So while the decision in this case likely affects few people, it is nonetheless important for what it represents, Justice Megan Kavanaugh said in a 5-2 opinion. So there's seven justices on the Michigan Supreme Court. Five to two was how they ruled. And this is a quote from Justice Megan Kavanaugh, not to be confused with... uh, the uh, dippity-doo that we have on the Supreme Court. Justice Megan Kavanaugh said, justice does not depend on family composition. All who petition for recognition of their parental rights are entitled to equal treatment under the law. Pueblo and Haas had raised the boy together after their relationship ended. But by 20... 17, Pueblo and Haas demanded that 
I'm sorry, Pueblo said Haas demanded that she stop having contact with the child. So in 2017, even though they were co-parenting, um, Haas was not um, thrilled with Pueblo being in contact with the child. Pueblo now can return to Kalamazoo County Court and attempt to show that she and Haas would have been married, if possible, when the boy was born through in vitro fertilization. So I guess the father wasn't um, part of the child's life at all because it must have been a sperm donor, um, I'm assuming. If a judge agrees, Pueblo then can be evaluated for custody and parenting time, the Supreme Court said. Haas's attorney had urged the Supreme Court in April to stay on the sidelines and let the legislature change the law if lawmakers believe it would be appropriate. Justice Brian Zara agreed with that position in his dissent. Now, this is the judge that uh, dissented in the opinion. I am uncomfortable with retroactively recognizing a marriage-equivalent relationship. Courts will be required to dive into all public and private aspects of how a now-defunct relationship to hypothesize whether the couple would have chosen to marry, said Zara, who was joined by Justice David Viviano. So there was two... um, Justices that dissented um, in five uh, uh, before the decision. And so, um, what is your opinion about that? that that's an interesting concept. Um, so, they um, sided on the side of Pueblo. And uh, they decided that she was a co-parent at the time. They weren't married, but she would have been married. Um, and in in that respect, and she still loves the child, and she still wants to be in his life. And the court agreed with Pueblo and said, yes, you can co-parent still. Um she had no biological ties to the boy, but she insisted that they would have been married if same-sex marriage had been legal in Michigan. So um, that's an interesting one. I never even thought of that. I don't. I don't really know what to say here. Um, maybe you. Um, maybe you have an opinion about this. Um, what you would think in this case. It really is something that I seriously, and I'm sure all of you out there, never thought about. You're in a relationship, you know, or you were in a relationship with someone before marriage equality was a thing. And you were raising a child together. And the child was born to one of you either um, if you if, if let's say it was two men you know in a relationship the sperm 
the biological sperm was of one of the parents. Or if you were in a lesbian relationship, uh, one of the two lesbians gave actually gave birth to the child. So this is this is the issue. But then, um, you know, you're co-parenting and you break up later, um, later on. And then marriage equality suddenly is passed. And the biological parent, whether it's the male or female parent, depending on the situation, uh, decides, you know what, I don't want you having contact, I don't want my ex having contact with the child anymore. Um, I don't know, that's, that's a mixed bag for me. I don't know, I'm kind of... But, I, you know, I'm kind of leaning, um, don't hate me, I'm kind of leaning uh, in support of, the, of this um, Supreme Court decision in Michigan. I think Carrie Pueblo had a point because she did grow, have love for the child. It was like her own, even though she wasn't able to marry her, her wife, what would have been wife, I guess is the term, um, her what they call it on this partner, yeah, and um, they would have been married, and they would have you know been both legal parents see now that 's why marriage is so important you know that 's why today um, um, two gay parents bringing up a child both have now legal rights of the child before it would have been only the biological parent. Um, because it went that way, because marriage wasn't recognized. This is this is one of the beauties of, you know. I, I, I you know, I, the more I think about it, I think I'm supporting Carrie Pueblo more. I mean, I, I'm literally um, uh, uh, evolving on this because <laughs> I, I was in the middle, and now I'm kind of understanding Carrie Pueblo's situation because she did love the child. Um, they were raising the child together, and uh, and they weren't able to get married. So because they weren't able to get married doesn't mean they shouldn't have been able to uh, 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 both have visitation or both have some sort of connection to the child later on. I don't know. It's, it's, it, is, it is a very interesting case. I never heard anything about it. Um, but when I was doing my legwork for this show, I, I always like to introduce an LGBTQ issue. But this was one I never th- in my life would have even thought about. Because um, my husband and I, um, we don't have any children at all. We don't even have, we don't even have pets, you know. Um, we have plants, you know. <laughs> we have plants, that's about it. But, uh, yeah, we don't have children. So I never, like, thought of that. But suppose you were together in 2008 and you, ha- you did raise a child together. Just think about that, you know. And then you break up later on. Does the non-biological parent or should the non-biological parent have contact or some sort of custody of that child? Hmm. Interesting, and I'm I'm kind of siding with the Supreme Court um, of Michigan in in this case, and 
maybe they did make the right decision. What do you think? This is something to think about. Sorry, I had a rant today. <laughs> I had, you know, I, I couldn't have a guest or guests, plural, uh, because I'm probably still contagious what I have. So I, I didn't want to take any chances. So I, and I wanted to get this, you know, when you have, you're fuming inside, you know, and it's like a teapot and you have to let the steam out. <laughs> I just had to do this show. So um, that's why I'm doing it today. And um, thank you for supporting the Downright Upright show. Um, because it's um, it's a public service that I'm doing. A public service for the progressive community. Not only LGBTQ, but everybody. Allies. Everyone. Um, we all need to have our voices heard, and this is my way of doing it. And uh, we are a very tight-knit community. And they're never going to get us to um, separate and hate each other. And um, the Pope's message about God loves us as we are is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful story. And... um, I hope I don't have to ever rant again because it's, uh, you know, um, hearing myself talk for an hour is, is is probably not something that you uh, enjoyed. But my message was good. As long as it's a good message, right? And um, But please tune in uh, in the future to the show. I have a lot of wonderful guests coming up. I had to reschedule the guests that I had for July, but they'll be back soon in August, and then I have the August guests coming as well. So we have some good shows coming up. And Oh, and I want to end this, the show with one more thing. Um, I want to thank Ellie Krug. She's got a show on AM950. Uh, it's called Ellie 2.0. And um, she had me as a guest on her show. And I just want to thank her because that, that meant a lot to me. Um, I am the newest show on the, on the, on the station. And uh, um, the fact that she was able to have me on and promote my show was just a beautiful thing. And uh, she's a great lady. And listen to her show, guys. Uh, Ellie... 2.0 radio um, and uh, her shows are also listed in the list of po- lists of podcasts on AM 950. We have such great shows so tune in um, either live on the radio or listen to us in podcast form. So anyway um I would like to thank you all for listening. Um, my name is Philip Anthony. I am the host of the Downright Upright Show. And to all of you, I love you all. Thank you again for your support over the this year and a few months that I've been on AM 950. And um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you are doing fantabulous. And uh, see you soon. Thank you and ciao for now.